Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Relatively Healthy, a new podcast. I'm Janie. I'm a comedian and improviser. And I'm Dr. Ellen Stoller, a board-certified internal medicine specialist. Yeah, and we're so excited. We're here to answer your medical questions and talk about medical myths, debunk some stuff. Relationship problems, just general questions you need advice on. What's itching, etc. Oof. You're a doctor. excited because we have a great guest today. Her mm-hmm. name is Tori Amoscato and she is an acupuncturist. Hi. We're so excited to have you. I'm so excited to be here. And you are a newly um, uh, certified licensed, ac- licensed yes. acupuncturist. So yep. this is very exciting. You've just been, we want to hear all about that. We're going to hear about your background. Um, and so to start off the podcast, we're going to start with a myth that we keep hearing mm-hmm. in health and Dr. Ellen's going to debunk it. Yeah. And certainly if our guest has any opinions on the matter, or, or facts, opinions or fact opinions. Feel free to weigh facts, in. Opinions, <laughs> fact opinions, opinions. Weigh in. Um, this week we're going to be talking about flus and if you can get one from it being cold outside. Right. So that's everyone's thing. Oh, it's cold out. That's why I'm getting a cold. That's why I'm getting the flu. No, two things. One, when it's cold out, everyone just spends more time inside. You're just around more people and more people's germs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the other thing, honestly, is that when it's uh, cold out, everyone's mucous membranes get a little dry just because there's less moisture in the air. And that also kind of predisposes you to uh, illness. But it's really just being around other people, the biggest risk factor for communicable diseases. Interesting. So when people are like, wear a coat, you're going to catch a cold or whatever. No. As long as the coat keeps you away from other people. Mm. That's really the biggest defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other people really are where the problems start. I mean, I mean, they're really vectors. What's a vector? A vector is something that carries, uh, a living thing that carries disease, like mosquitoes or ticks or oh my God. other humans. They're, well, they're really just vectors. Humans are really just vectors is such a good dating line for your profile. I can't get over it. Looking for a vector. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Okay. So that's been debunked. So people can shut up about their colds. Big time. Big time. Um, and so we're going to turn to mm-hmm. uh, Tori. We're going to ask a bit about your background and how you got to where you are. So what got you interested in acupuncture? Um, so I was actually uh, in a PhD program in New York. Um, what were you studying? I was studying theater. Huh. I was getting a PhD in theater. And I was having some struggles with my health. And I was flying back and forth from New York to Los Angeles a fair amount because my specialist was here and it just made the most sense. And I 
ended up having to move permanently back to Los Angeles. And I was like, I'll take some time off and I'll deal with it. And then I'll go back to my PhD. And that ended up not working out. And um, while I was being treated for my health, I was working with lots of different kinds of providers. And I was pretty excited by the potential for making a mark in alternative health. So I was mostly, I was working with, you know, regular MDs and also uh, DOs, which are osteopaths. Mm -hmm. And I had an orthodontist and I had, you know, a jaw therapist and all these kinds of people. And it was just really exciting to see the team approach to health. And so I thought, you know, alternative health is awesome. There's so many opportunities to do cool things. Like what's the best way I can get the best foundation in alternative health? And it kind of broke down between uh, DO school, so Mm -hmm. osteopathy school or... Chinese medicine school and at first I was like very anti but uh, it ended up being the right fit for me and so I went to a pre-medical post-bac program which oh is so you thought you were so the thing about osteopath DOs they're they're actual physicians like MDs and DOs it's four years of medical school no matter which way you go osteopathic the is very similar. medical school really just involves a couple of other manipulation but you can prescribe medicine so so after you come go to you finish your four years of medical school MD or DO Everyone does the residency. You There are some residencies that have an osteopathic focus, but you can apply to any regular old allopathic MD residency. The place where I trained, half of the physicians I trained with, the residents, were also DOs. Mm-hmm. So, they, and so you can come out, you can do a fellowship in any specialty. So all across the medical spectrum, there's DOs. They are board-certified Physicians, uh, right, they can prescribe, they can do surgeries. They're, they have to pass all the, pretty much all the exact same tests as an MD. So these people are real doctors, yeah, they're doctors. for lack of a better, a better term. And they yeah. have a really interesting way of looking at uh, musculoskeletal health. So they, they learn specific, basically musculoskeletal means your muscles mm-hmm. and your skeleton, right? So uh, they have a really specific way of adjusting your muscles, really gentle manual manipulations that can basically like promote whole body Mm -hmm. health interesting yeah and then you mentioned also chinese Mm -hmm. medicine so yes so acupuncturists go to traditional chinese medicine school we go to school at a i went to a school at a traditional chinese medicine university so that comprises acupuncture and also herbal medicine and you know every other kind of chinese medical modality so that's like Twina, which is a specific kind of massage, and we do cupping, which is, um, you know, releases the superficial muscle layer, and we do lots of different kinds of physical manipulation. So what made you ultimately pick that route over going to DO school? It was so much cheaper. (laughs) No, I mean, because DO school, like MD school, it's four years of medical school. It's it's not cheap. It's not cheap. And well, it's, it's so much cheaper. And also, I just really liked the, I liked the approach. I thought it was interesting. I thought... Um, I'd been treated by an acupuncturist as a younger person um, for some of my health issues and I had, it had been really successful in my body and I thought it, I just am really taken by the idea that you can make very small changes and introduce very small uh, things to the body and have the way that it changes. So that's kind of what got me into Chinese medicine. And then how many years was the training program? My program was four years. Oh, wow. that's, yeah. that's and it's full time? Four years full time. Oh. And do you have like an internship or some sort of? Yeah. So our internship, our clinical internship is one year long. I made mine a little bit longer just to sync myself up with boards. Um, So I did a year and a half in the clinic. Um, And yeah. And then we took boards and I took boards in March. And now now it's May, almost June. Wow. Yeah. 
That's so interesting. And who, were your classmates all types of people? Like who Every went kind of person goes to Chinese medicine school, mm-hmm. which is sort of the coolest thing because you have people who are, you know, people like me who are, you know, I'm 31. Uh, I'd been, I've had a bachelor's. I was doing some graduate work. I did some other graduate work. And then I kind of like floated my way into Chinese medicine. You have people who uh, are moms and really just wanted to get a, like saw success with their mm-hmm. kids' illnesses and wanted to, find a way to treat their families better um people who are like massage people Mm -hmm. massage therapists who want to up their game um because the cool thing about chinese medicine school is that it gives you a really um really good foundation you know so does every licensed acupuncturist have to complete four years of every licensed acupuncturist has to complete four years and it's really hard also i mean it just seems like a lot of material it's a lot of material and also my favorite thing about chinese medicine and also i think a reason that it's maybe not taken as seriously as it otherwise would be um is that the medicine is written in poetry so if you don't yeah so basically like all of our communication the way that acupuncturists speak to each other is not the way that we speak to our patients because we're not going to speak to our patients in poetry because yeah. it's like a language that only Wait, we share. Wait, you speak to each other in poetry? Yeah, because we're taught the like we're taught the so way like, the body works in poetry. I'm so confused. Okay, so <laughs> basically, like you know, obviously in your body you have uh, many different kinds of organs, right? Like you have a liver and you have a heart yeah. and you have you know a spleen and you have all of these kinds of things. So. In Chinese medicine, we use those same words to describe systems of the way that the body works. So the liver system is a system that deals with, you know, your tendons and the way that your muscles work. Well, your muscles is really more spleen system, but your tendons and also your hormones and also your stress. The liver system controls stress. So hmm. we're not talking about your anatomical liver. That has nothing hmm. to do with it. It has like very little to do with it. But there are a lot of different approaches. And so the poetry that we speak in as acupuncturists really has nothing to do with like I would never call a doctor and say like Mm. hey so this patient's liver really needs attention because it's not the liver it's the system of the liver it's like the emotional aspect it's the stress aspect it's what they're putting into their body it's how their body is processing certain foods it's all of these kinds of things and so a challenge as an acupuncturist definitely is learning to translate that poetry into something that a patient can understand and communicate with their doctor with what is the tongue thing the tongue thing okay so uh (laughs) for those of you listening who don't know what that means um we as acupuncturists look at the tongue as part of our diagnosis because the tongue is the only muscle you can see. Mm. So when we look at the tongue, it's representative of all of the other muscles in your body and gives us an idea of the fluid like physiology of your body, basically. So it's like, how are things working? Mm. What part of the tongue looks out of balance? And that can point us to a specific area of the system that needs more balance because the goal is to bring the body always back into balance. So if someone came in and their tongue, it was like, I don't know anything. They had it had like a specific color, or it was like dry or something. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, I can, I know what's up. I know what's up. I know what dietary. I know what questions to ask you. Mm. I know like uh, maybe like some dietary improvements I can recommend. I can also help balance with acupuncture and herbs, whatever is going on in your wow. physical system. And do you get acupuncture? I do. And what kind of benefits does it have for for someone who maybe has never tried it before? I mean, it depends. I always say that if you're going to try it for the first time, it's best to go in with a specific thing. Mm. Because you can go in and be like, oh, yeah, that felt good. But the benefit of acupuncture is that it's cumulative. So it's sort of like teaching your body a new language, right? So you can't go in one time and then be like, or like like exercise. Like you can't go in exercise one time and then be like, well, that didn't work. It's like you go in and you make a commitment. It's really making a commitment to a lifestyle change. So it can treat anything. I actually just wrote an article for Harper's Bazaar about – menstrual health and acupuncture Mm -hmm. uh we're really great at treating menstrual problems we're really great at balancing the symptoms of pms um 
It also is really good with pain. That's actually what most people in the West understand it Mm -hmm. to to be, but it's a Mm -hmm. really effective internal medicine, really good for anxiety, really good for emotional stuff because we we consider emotional emotions to be um, part of the body system. So we address that. And do they cover kind of in the treating, like where you guys' like limits are? We're like, oh, if somebody comes in with like these sorts of complaints that it's like, that it can certainly be a complement to other modalities. Of course. But if, and if also, somebody comes in with like something like, oh, I have this like chronic, I'm bleeding all the time. Are or, you seeing a doctor is my first question. Oh, okay. Who's your primary yeah. care, care provider? What do they think? Yeah. <laughs> so what if it, someone came in though yeah. and was like, I'm bleeding all the time and didn't specify where, <laughs> where or what. Just I'm bleeding all the time. Yeah. It could be from like your eyeball or from yeah. whatever. I think you should probably go yeah. see an eye doctor. Yeah. Also then how do you feel about the term? Some people don't like alternative medicine as a term. They feel like, oh, it should be like complementary or of integrative. Course. Like is there like a, a buzzword or like a you know, a word that is preferred by acupuncturists or people of your ilk? Because they're like one that's demeaning and one that's good or one that's... Um, I totally get where you're coming from. I haven't heard that. I think that what makes the most sense is just calling it what other people understand mm-hmm. it to be. So I call it alt health. That's mm-hmm. just what works for me. But yeah, it would be nice if we could call it complementary. I mean, mostly people call it complementary alternative or medicine. Or integrative, yeah. But, but that's... Integrative is sort of a choice right okay, like good. see that's my question yeah so like you choose to to work with a physician and an alternative health provider that's integrative health care but if you're choosing one or the other then we can't call that integrative health mm-hmm. right yeah. because we have different training and we have very different understandings of how the body works absolutely interesting and so are you now going to be or working as part of a practice like in an office yeah i'm working uh, i work at a chiropractor's office actually and so, so, so it's a lot of pain there. issues that you're seeing then if it's a chiropractor? Yes. So I I have my own specialty. I work, uh, my favorite thing to treat, let's say, it's not the only thing I treat, but my favorite thing to treat is um, chronic pain and emotional pain and the way that those two work together. Mm. So I'm really interested in the connection between... Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Like recurring pain mm-hmm. generally or recurring uh, health problems, any kind of chronic health yeah. problem and the emotional... Uh, so factor. do you get into the psychology if someone came in and said I have this pain would you ask like what's going on in your life and I would it depends on the person like mm-hmm. every you know like anything else if somebody came in with something that I couldn't handle I would refer obviously because yeah. if they're like oh I also had this traumatic thing happen to me that I'm sure you're like well I'm going to offer my services but then you also and need to see I'm also going see... to recommend a therapist yeah. you know yeah. I'm also going to recommend that you see a different person yeah. like I, my personal belief is that a team approach is best for everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but for example let's say like 
um, you know, a person is going through a breakup or they've mm. had a death in their immediate uh, family or in their life, um, the lung system in Chinese medicine is affected. So someone who's grieving can often experience lung infections, mm. uh, bronchitis, tuberculosis, any kind of actually colds are part of the lung system, too. Um, so but not cold weather. No, not cold, although not cold we weather. do actually in Chinese medicine diagnose via hot or cold. There are eight yeah, diagnostic that- criteria and one of them is cold. And people some people are. This I'm going to be wrong. Some people are hot and some people are cold, right? Like their system. Yeah, I mean, like my personal body, I run hot. I'm mm. nearly always hot, right? And there are people who run cold. They're mm. nearly always cold. Their circulation is not the same. So Western medicine doesn't always take that into effect in a balanced, healthy body, right? But we always take temperature into mm. effect. So both the temperature that the patient feels and the temperature that we see on their tongue and feel on their pulse. That's always a component. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. So if someone has never had acupuncture and they'd be interested in giving it a try mm-hmm. what do you recommend like how would they get started yeah, how do you know you're gonna get a good acupuncture that's a good cue that's a really good question um you know like any like doctors there are great doctors mm-hmm. there are not great doctors for sure um you want to make sure that and also i should say that every state has their own criteria for for um having licensure mm. so california state which is where i am has their own board we're one of the very few states that have our own board most states take uh the national exams and that licenses you so it's absolutely fundamental that the person you're seeing is licensed um my opinion is that you should see a person who has been to chinese medicine school and not a person who practices what's called dry needling so oh, sometimes dry like needling. chiropractors yeah. can take classes or chiropractors or other professionals can take weekend long i mean seminars. there are, are definitely even physicians who yes. go to like andrew wiles integrative medicine school exactly in the desert for like a year or six months and then right you get a certificate and then you can do a lot of this. If they're trying well, to spin it, they should call it something other than dry needling. Yeah. It's, that sounds terrible. Yeah. It's very unfortunate. Oh. But also, I mean, there are great programs that teach a more fundamental approach to needling. Like UCLA has the East-West uh, Integrative Healthcare Center. Oh. You can do a residency there, I think. And they do a really cool, um, it's mostly for pain, but a lot of pain patients. And they do a really cool uh, sort of mini TCM thing. Um, but if you're going to see someone, I really recommend you see a licensed acupuncturist and not someone who is a healthcare pro- provider who also does, does it on the side. Exactly. I mean, I guess when it's like getting your like, Botox done by your dentist, yeah. it's just like probably not the person you want. You want to go to a per- I mean, we spend four years. Yeah, if someone's going to stick this, a needle right? anywhere in your body, you want them, that those are the only kind of needles that they stick in people's bodies. Exactly. But that's and an also, area of expertise. You know, the needles that we use are very small. They're hair thin. They're like literally the, the thickness of your hair. Um, so they're not hypodermic hypodermic needles they're much smaller but there are sensitive parts mm-hmm. of your body right you don't want to put a needle in yeah. a lung and the yeah. truth is we spend a long time That's figuring out how to avoid those structures and yeah. so if you're taking a weekend course for example perhaps you're not sure where that anatomy is and you don't know what to do so and i'm sure people who have like safe. bleeding problems that like oh right. what if someone has hemophilia and they come in you gotta know well and, blood and we do or... a very thorough intake right. exactly of course, right so we need to know what but that's you about can't just have but... some random person did a weekend course when there's a lot of nuance right yeah and you know I'm sure there are a few people who do great dry needling. And also, I would always prefer a licensed acupuncturist. It's very important. For a licensed everything. Mm. Uh, Of course. For sure. Makes sense. So now we're going to get to some questions that we had submitted from our lovely listeners. And you both can weigh in on these and we'll get some different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first question is, beautifully phrased, my vag sweats a lot. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. Uh, This person provided some context. They've been treated for UTI and other vag bacteria, but nothing really helps. The thing with jazz got nothing to do with what's happening. That's why it's too high up. 
My right. So I think there's an anatomy lesson well, here. I think no, no, because, a couple well, because of first of all, like vagina <laughs> versus like vulva. That's right. always like well, the right. first question. To clarify for listeners, let's get into that because the vagina is not the thing on the outside. No, it's it's like no. the tube that like your period comes out of or a baby. <laughs> The tube, the period, period comes, comes out. I mean, I guess I'm giving like a lay person's explanation. <laughs> How lay is this person? <laughs> this person's pretty lay if they say their vagina Don't is sweaty. Don't be mean. I'm not being mean. I'm just, I'm trying to clarify what is sweaty on this but person's I, but body. But I do think also that there are a couple of questions in this question, right? Like she's saying my vagina is sweaty. Is so she does having, that mean like, she's having increased vaginal secretion? Or is yeah. the labia producing sweat? Right. <laughs> Fair question. Right. No. Right. Yeah. And also... Is there a question within that little micro question about uh, why she's having UTIs or why right. her vaginal bacteria is not? Right. Is, is there something up, up with up right? with her microbiome? Or her are nuts, though. That's the thing. Oh, they're crazy. There's yeah, a billion course. things that can go wrong, and they always do. Yeah. It's yeah. like men have do. no idea. They have no idea. None. We walk around just like constantly wondering what's going on with us right but also i would ask this listener if she's using tampons when she has her period because uh using your tampons can change your vaginal ph which can change a lot of different things i would say certainly stick with unscented tampons absolutely given and, the opportunity and also yeah, why organic they tampons even sell? there's actually tampons. not a whole lot of evidence about organic i know that there's a right. big push now in california to try and get fda right. labeling but the american college of gynecology says that there's really no evidence to say that mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of systemic absorption well, i know there's concern with like bpa well, the, i was gonna say there's also uh there's also some evidence and i don't know where i'm getting this information it's just in my mm-hmm. head but there's some evidence that organic cotton tampons have less inc- instances of uh tss i mean the shock. biggest thing about toxic shock is just not to wear a tampon for more than six to eight hours yeah. at a right time so question on that um with the period stuff so what's like the best method is it like you do a little diva cup you do whatever works for you whatever works best for you there's a chinese medicine perspective on this which mm-hmm. is basically that you never want to impede the natural flow of your body's energy in whatever way that is and so plugging up your body's blood is going to give you more cramps um you know i have read on like let's say um you know that company thinks she thinks mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so a lot a few customer reviews have said like oh i started wearing these and my cramps went away and from a Chinese medicine perspective, we're like, yeah, well, you're not impeding your body's natural function. So, of course, you're going to have less cramping because your body's going to stop trying to get out the thing that's already in your body. Right. But there are plenty of people who do perfectly fine with tampons. Yeah, it's true. really whatever works for your body yeah. in any kind. I mean, people like a Diva Cup because it's convenient. But then you oh, have to be... Co- convenient? Well, I know. That's the thing. I was going to say, like, I, I had a friend who swore by one, but then you also made all those horror stories about, like, people trying to change them and it looks like a crime scene. Yeah, also, like, what if you're yeah. in a public bathroom? And that, yeah. And then it's like, where do you wash your hands it's like a whole <laughs> and deal. i also wonder like why they even sell uh scented tampons and douches Ugh, the, no. everyone knows that they're, they're bad terrible they because of the patriarchy that's yeah, why because that's exactly right has taught us that right. our own bodies are disgusting Thank the you. patriarchy is a vector to society Ooh, yes it carries the, yes it does carry a disease so of this derision person uh, I guess it would. It sounds like both of us would just need more clarification to even provide this good person answer. counsel. Because <laughs> we don't even. Because like, look, if this person sounds confounded by something, are they wearing cotton underwear? Like, absolutely. yeah, just go back to the best vagina practices. The and also, yeah. what is her vaginal hygiene? Fair right? enough. Is, is she douching? Yeah, because yeah. That's, Ugh. Exactly. Less is more. Less is more. Yeah. Absolutely, it's a self cleaning oven. Your body knows what to do. Yeah. So if you most likely, if you leave well enough alone, it knows what to do. Unless there's an infection, in which case yeah. you should see your healthcare provider. Yeah. And if like she is talking about labia sweating, like then her body probably just needs to eliminate that stuff. Yeah. And that's make fine. sure you're wearing cotton undies. 
you know when, oh and, and make sure that like you know when you go to sleep don't wear pajamas that are too tight just kind of let let it loose let it loose <laughs> i remember watching an oprah when i was like nine that was very informative wear a bra to sleep but not underwear because wear a bra to sleep you, no don't do i it. don't think that's also it just that's seems so uncomfortable your lip system and your it's lip like needs to move it's just uncomfortable i don't want to do that Okay, well, I'm glad we helped this person. <laughs> I'm so sorry, person. If you have a uh, more specific question, we're happy to answer it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, be more specific next time. That's our complaint oh about gosh. your question. We're not just giving you an answer. We're giving you a reason why your question's bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Um, what jerks. Yeah. So this second person says, I'm moving across the country soon and worried about finding new doctors. Any advice for finding the right fit and ideally avoiding a major crisis in the process? Do you know people where you're moving? That's the thing. The biggest thing I was going to say is referrals. Like, look, I've I've referred you to people. It just ever honestly, it just ends up being either you know somebody or someone you know is a healthcare provider who just knows other healthcare providers elsewhere. And even if your healthcare provider doesn't know a healthcare provider elsewhere, they can probably help you figure out who the right healthcare provider is for you in the family. I always offer to help people, vet acupuncturists, if they're having a hard Mm -hmm. time. They want to just send me the few people that they're looking at. Because at least you know what their credentials mean. You know what what their credentials are. You can buy them out. By their, you know, through their website. Like what kind of a practitioner they are. Absolutely. what this person is looking for. So my insurance only... Like, I looked up on ZocDoc all my doctors that are available. They're all one star, and they're in <laughs> places like three hours away. So I know that it can be tricky to find a good provider. Yeah, so the goal is don't get sick, and then wait until open enrollment for uh, Medi-Cal, and then you can change your and health change insurance. insurance. Yeah, for the California Healthcare Exchange. So you can get Planned Parenthood out here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've never had an orgasm with a partner, even in a loving, committed relationship, without mechanical assistance. It takes me almost an hour on my own. What is wrong with me? Extra context is that this person says they have anxiety in general and they've been in therapy, but not for this. And they gave up using a vibrator seven months ago, but it hasn't made a difference. This is a tricky question because always from a Chinese medicine perspective, each body is treated like its own contained unit. Right. Right. We what Western medical doctors tend to look at trends. We tend to look at individual bodies. So I'm I'm actually glad that you said that disclaimer because my first like, huh, I wonder if this person has any kind of mental health stuff going on. Um, typically when it comes to orgasm, it's a relaxation thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like can you relax? Are mm-hmm. you comfortable with your partner? Are you in a comfortable situation? Are you comfortable in your body? Are you comfortable with the kind of sex you're having? There are, and if the answer to all of those questions is yes, then are you relaxing? Are you exercising? Mm-hmm. What is your diet like? What is your emotional hygiene like, mm-hmm. right? Like how honest are you being with yourself about your own emotions? All of those factors can come into play with something like this. I feel like this person just putting too much pressure on themselves. Yeah, like can you imagine just like an hour of like trying to have an orgasm? <laughs> Ouch. Right. I, I also feel like in the Oof. question, just it pains me when I hear a woman go, what's wrong with me? Right. About I something the they same. can't really yeah. control. I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with this I mean, person. I, don't, I think more of like what you cover in like Psych 101 of like sensate training where it's like, oh, if you're like – the intimacy is lost in like your sexual relationship or like a man can't have an orgasm. You're supposed to try and have like sensual intimate time with your partner where it's like you just give each other a massage or like you give somebody a foot rub and it's like not sexual. Where it's also, not it could be him. Let's just say it could be him because <laughs> yeah. she said she could get I mean, an orgasm a, from a vibrator. It takes her so. an hour though. And so I say. I still think it's like, him. <laughs> no, but like why is the orgasm the goal? Like sometimes the journey That's is the goal. That's such a good question. Yeah. That's such a good question. Right? Well, I still blame him. And I'm going to I mean, sure. But I feel that. like overall this woman just needs to like 
relax. And I feel like Dan Savage would say, like, have a glass of wine, like, smoke part of a joint. Just like, but to your point of just like relaxing. However, relax. whatever it takes, what draw a warm bath. You? Whatever it takes for you to relax. Right. And make the guy feel bad. And what's wrong with him? Take yeah. the pressure off yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Really, more than anything. Right. It, yeah. it, it doesn't have to be Who the cares goal. if you have an orgasm Put or not? He does. Because yeah. he wants like a little like trophy or like one of the, like a metal made out of a yogurt Don't lid. give him that satisfaction. No. Make him go around those yogurt lids elsewhere. Wait, yogurt lids? You know, like you make a little yogurt lid into like a little meadow. Like they do in <laughs> you know like what a... you're talking about, like yeah. the Yoplait container. Yeah, lid. you put like a little you ribbon around it. You make it into like a, an Olympic medal. Yeah, he yeah. wants to win one of those. Tell him he... Is this something you did as a in child? summer camp? Oh. Yeah, of course. I didn't do that. Oh, you missed out. I missed out. Yeah. But I will remember, I just had a memory of a child, of a camp memory that informed who I am today. And I'll just share it because mm. it just came to mind was like I was so little probably like seven years old and it was so hot at camp and we were all running around and all the boys took their shirts off and I told a male counselor I was like it's so unfair that girls mm. don't get to take their shirts off he goes it's actually better for you guys because the shirts <laughs> wick away the sweat and it was like him telling me that we had this like privilege of being able to wear the shirts anyway, I can't tell if that's don't like try a try to spin it camp yeah counselor. <laughs> I know. is that like a body shame a body celebrate yeah. I'm not sure what it was but yeah. I just thought about I don't know why I thought about that the other mm. day and I was like that's my first memory yeah um, and so, um, also, so you've talked a lot about uh, health and mentioned diet. Yes. Mm. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because the major thing that people do is cleanses. And I don't think they sound good. They sound horrible and people are very mad when they're mm. on them and I don't like it. Yeah. And they have like weird... Oh, also, they talk about it all the no, time. No, all of these places in LA, every place wants to sell you a juice cleanse. A juice but cleanse. for some reason, it's like $120 a day for juice. Yeah, there's these cleanses it like the sense. blueprint cleanse and like all I know the master cleanse is old news, but I know that was very But hip. you spend like $10 on a. Well, the master cleanse juice. is basically free. Let's be real. Oh, that's true. It's just you the make cayenne it pepper and the, and the. I think it's like. Syrup? Uh, yeah, like maple syrup. Yeah. Maple syrup and lemon, I think. I don't get it. I don't know. So don't what know. does a cleanse eat, so. do? Waste 120, 0 to $120. That's what a cleanse is. Your wallet. Exactly. Oh, we had a fun fr- like phrase if you want it. Um, like your practice could be like to the point. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. We like that. That's great. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome. We went for a walk and thought about it. Um, so cleanses will Cause, cleanse cause your wallet. Because here's the one. thing is that your body already has filters. They're called kidneys. They're called your liver. They're called your skin. Your body has plenty of ways of eliminating your vag. Yeah, exactly. Sweat, whatever. Just like waste and things it doesn't need. I don't, whenever people say that they're doing a cleanse, I don't really know, like, what is a toxin? That's always the question. Right, like, what is a toxin? What is, like, I guess my question would be, like, what is your goal? What are you actually trying to get rid of or accomplish by just drinking juice for five days? Right, and also, you know, are you using a juice cleanse to like interrupt your pizza diet mm-hmm. is really That's a good the right point question. Too. Yeah. because i mean at least from my perspective why would you make yourself miserable going on a diet air quotes i'm air quoting mm-hmm. um when you could really just change your diet to be eating whole foods and vegetables mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which is really what our bodies thrive on everything else is a food-like substance yeah so if you you've mentioned diet a couple of times, like are there things you see people just eating too much of, or maybe of course. and like things <laughs> or like things people think are healthy that it's okay. Like, uh, let me tell you that everyone I see, sorry patients, um, you all think that you have a good diet. Everyone thinks they have a good mm. diet. So my one of my questions is, and what's your diet like? Always in every intake, 
pretty much in every follow-up, what, too. What, not, like, and, where do you work, but, like, what general, like, part of town is, like, what kind of, like, a patient population is coming to this? So uh, I will speak from the experience of my clinical internship, mm-hmm. which was a university clinic. So the university clinic oh. is a lower-cost clinic. Got it. So every kind of person. Because I can only imagine that, that if you work in, like, a certain part of, I mean, any big city, that you're going right. to attract, like, a certain sort of patient but it sounds like you saw a wider variety and i've seen a wide variety of people Got and it. in my experience everyone thinks they have a great diet so also oh, everyone interesting everyone thinks they have a great diet okay. actually i i have i remember one experience i was very new in the clinic and i asked a patient you know what's your diet like and this person said oh it's really good and i was like okay so like walk me through a typical day what does that look like to you and she's like well i have like you know bacon and eggs for breakfast and i was like okay like, I'm not, no shade on that. That's fine. Um, you know, and then for lunch, I had a hamburger and for dinner, I had pizza. And I was Ugh. like, and um, where are your vegetables? Right. Really important But she question, genuinely right? thought that was a good She genuinely diet. thought that. But also, you're, some people just don't know. You know, we're, we are unfortunately True. just not taught as a Western culture what's, and, what and our this, bodies And this work is on. a common critique of medical education is that Absolutely. like nutrition and yeah, diet. Know. I mean, we tell people what not to eat, but there's really very little on what to eat. And also, right. we were growing up, the pyramid had like 50 carbs on the bottom. Okay. Oh, like, yeah. Eat all this bread. Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, like allegedly a lot of that was like big wheat. Right. Yeah. Trisket over there. <laughs> like putting it the in. Show. Yeah. And like, okay, like people don't necessarily like need dairy, but it's like big dairy is like, we're, we're getting, we're getting our part of that pyramid. Do you poke, recommend poke. people cut out dairy? Is that part of it? So actually I do. Um, but I will say that I actually also recommend keeping a little bit of crappy food in your body because your body should know what to do with crappy food. Because let's be real. We don't live in an agrarian society, right? Mm. That's not what's going on in our yeah. world. So if you are, if you want to live in the world, if you want, ever want to go to a restaurant, <laughs> Keep a little bit of dairy in your mm-hmm. diet, but also some people thrive on dairy yeah. and it's totally fine. Yeah. However, from a Chinese medicine perspective, it can thicken because it is a mucosal secretion. Milk is a mucosal secretion. It can thicken your own mucosal secretions, which can basically provide a ripe environment for illness. Hmm. So depending on what feels good with your body, and you yeah. know, only you know mm-hmm. what your body does well on, right? More than anybody else, if you're paying real attention, then, you know, eat cheese. Yeah. Or don't eat cheese until you decide to eat cheese <laughs> and you feel bad, but then you know that you yeah. decided to I feel bad. I will say right? to your point about everyone thinking they have a good diet, that was one of my favorite uh, VA patients one time. This like morbidly obese man with like horribly controlled diabetes came in and he's like, "Oh no, I've made a really great change to my diet, like to help get my blood sugar under control. I've switched from drinking regular Coke to Sprite." Because it's clear. Because it he thought lemons. it was going to be helpful. <laughs> yeah, I guess because there's like lemons on Nobody the... told him. No. Nobody and so told I, him. So I had to feel like, yeah, that's still, that's awful. That's still trash. Well, what if I want to like lose 15 pounds like this week? Don't. Yeah, then a cleanse, is, a cleanse will a work because then it'll be... No, because you'll lose 15 pounds. You'll feel like trash and it's like not going to be sustainable. You'll be so grumpy and everyone will be very upset with you. Yeah. But, you'll be, but you'll be so beautiful. My true opinion actually on a cleanse is, you know... Fasting is a big part of a lot of different cultures. You know, a few days fast, whatever. Um, if you need to give your digestive system a break and you, you're truly going to back off of your routine, because if you're not eating, you don't have energy. Your I mean, food comes I from know. your from your Crazy. your energy comes, sorry, from your food and your breath. And like, look, like so, not eating for three days isn't going to kill anybody. Of course not. Right. But it's going to make you miserable. Yeah. But if you are ill, fine. If you are if you have some kind of illness where this is you know recommended and it depends on your illness and you should work that out with your healthcare provider, then of course take a couple days off, take stock of what's going on in your body, and decide some changes to make. Because the pizza cleanse pizza health lifestyle you're right. is you're just going to feel like trash again. That's you're crazy. Feel yeah i think um also i love pizza oh sure <laughs> uh i once worked for an eccentric ceo who would fast a lot and he was 
he did okay in his career, but his mood was not stable. I'm sure it was up and down whenever he was eating versus. Yeah, it would be uh, like, don't talk to me. He's not, not eating, eating today. Yeah. And also, why tax your body's blood sugar? Like, why, why tax your own system? Yeah, when right. you don't eat for an extended period of time, your body goes into like starvation mode and then you don't even process calories also, effectively. That's also not the way to lose weight. Right. If you want to lose weight, the healthy way to lose weight is about a pound a week mm-hmm. with a clean diet and exercise. exercise. Right. And also making that a lifestyle change. Yeah. Not making that but a like, I'm boring. going on a diet. <laughs> I know. Health oh, no, is, but, oh, but is boring. The other thing that we've been talking about earlier is sleep. And everyone forgets how important sleep oh, is. so important. That if you're going to lose weight, you gotta be sleeping. You have to sleep. Oh, for yeah. Chinese medicine, are there any like go-to tips for getting better sleep? Are there anything mm. you recommend if someone's like, I'm not sleeping? Of course. Um, again, I will say that it's so person dependent because like, why are you not sleeping? Are you not sleeping because your brain can't turn off? Mm. Are you not sleeping because you have some problem getting into bed and, and shutting down? Are you looking at your screen? Or is there something more internal going on, right? Are you somehow imbalanced in some way? Um, so I always say to my patients who are... Uh, having trouble sleeping magnesium is a really good Mm -hmm. natural effective way to get your body to calm down a little bit um also i really recommend meditation i know it's not for everybody but i think there actually is a lot of evidence for it's amazing it lengthens your telomeres basically what's a telomere (laughs) your a telomere is um it's a part of your brain i don't know how to explain i mean telomeres are part of like cell division yeah but I, I was not, oh, okay, that's literature that I'm not familiar with. I actually just, I've read it a lot of times, but I actually just read it in um, Shout Out Time Magazine. They had a really cool special edition on the science of exercise. Oh. And they talked a lot about how exercise can lengthen your television. This is like some of the thought about like anti-aging yeah. science. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. So sleep, meditate. Yep. Exercise. exercise exercise generally make sure you are moving and eating a good diet that's great you that's need to great. eat vegetables it sounds like this is something that is a great compliment to western mm-hmm. medicine like these are no bullshit pieces of advice i mean because they're also just like good general yeah. right, wellness right exactly tactics. i mean this is always i don't know, I have a good friend of mine who's an endocrinologist and so he sees a lot of poorly controlled diabetics because that's hormones that's yeah what yeah kind of a lot of obesity medicine and he and i talk about that for a lot of these patients that's what's missing there's no exercise right. there's a dietary ignorance or volitional ignorance but then the other big thing is people's interpersonal relationships that if you're just living in constant conflict with everyone around you or you're in a terrible relationship and your kids are driving you nuts and you have no like time for you that it just leads to constant stress and then these people just feel like garbage because they're emotionally exhausted. Yeah. Right, and if you have constant stress, you're not going to be sleeping well. Right. You're not going to be eating intentional meals. You're right. not you're going not to get any exercise. exercise. Right. And these are the things that, the, basically the purpose of Chinese medicine, not the purpose, but the way that we practice Chinese medicine is by keeping people well. Instead yeah. of treating illness, which is really what you go to a Western mm-hmm. doc for, right? You say like, oh, I, my something is not working. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the doctor. Instead, it's more of like, cultivating an awareness of how to keep your body in balance so that you keep your health. Nice. Um, do you have any, like, as we're closing out the podcast, any uh, takeaways or something, if you're mm. like, this is like a message that something that came up in school or something well, like a common practice. misconception people have about acupuncture where the kind of stuff that yeah, like a little you and your colleagues box. do. Yeah. Um, I would say that there are a lot of different kinds of acupuncturists, right? There are some who are a little bit more on the fringe side there are some who are a little bit more on the western side 
if you're going to choose an acupuncturist, which I think is the most important takeaway, right? You want to make sure that you're choosing someone who listens to you. I think mm. that's the most important thing because like a relationship with a therapist or any healthcare professional, you want to make sure you're having a conversation, right? That somebody understands what you're doing there, what your goals are, and then they can help you tailor a program to you. Because that's, one time, it's not no, going to help you. That's very helpful because in med school, I did an integrative medicine rotation. So me and two other women all met with a naturopath as part of the mm-hmm. uh, rotation. But the thing that I thought was sketchy to your point is she gave all three of us exactly the same prescription even though we were three completely different people with like different problems or complaints she wasn't listening because if she told every single person all three of us oh stop eating gluten oh take this particular cocktail of herbs then clearly she wasn't listening she was just pushing her own agenda on everyone versus a practitioner who's actually going to listen and give you an individualized treatment plan right and you know there are a lot of different ways also to so another thing that i do is herbs and i know we're wrapping up but there are a lot of different ways to prescribe herbs uh one way is to create a bespoke formula basically like tailored to Hmm. your particular illness or you can get a patent formula which is basically just like um you know the formulas that have been around since the inception of chinese medicine are uh in packages and you can just we can order them for you and we can give them to you and they can have a great effect so there isn't a wrong way of taking herbs the wrong way is a way to take them from a practitioner who, who isn't who's just giving well everyone the same you. thing exactly who's giving you you're talking about thing. topical herbs and supplements both, both yeah topical herbs and internal herbs interesting mm-hmm. yeah oh but if you are taking internal herbs do let your other healthcare providers know 100 percent, and make sure that your acupuncturist knows what western medications you're on absolutely they do interact mm-hmm. interesting yeah how does everyone feel about crystals? Oof. They're so beautiful. <laughs> true, true. I mean, I guess it looks nice hanging over like a rearview mirror in a car. Ugh, no, because I went to my friend's uh, mom's house over the holidays, and she had one of those like Himalayan salt lamps in her home, and her and her mother were trying to telling me that it either like captures negative ions from the air or like puts out. I forget which way the negative ions are going, but in either case, I'm just like, oh, this but is... Those ions are flying. You better stand <laughs> back. They're flying all over the place. They're just like ions coming at us so i think the answer to all those questions earlier is just crystals i mean look if it makes you feel better they feel good like holding them feels good for some people and yeah again if it works for you it's not gonna if, if, who's gonna if you got ten dollars to waste don't find on a beautiful crystal yeah, there's worse things to waste ten dollars on than a rock yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a rock although um, oh, if i could spend ten dollars it'd be the rock that would be amazing dollars to meet the rock oh my god where are we to going to <laughs> price <laughs> what Wait, just, is this a meet and greet? Ten dollar meet and greet with the rock? Where uh, is he? That hard I'm just up for really into the rock right now. Wait, I, I'm going to need a minute with that, but um, I guess we should end the show. And what better note? If you know the rock and you have his Venmo account, I will give him ten dollars to meet him. He needs it. He seems really friendly. He does seem very friendly. I read this GQ article and he DM'd the author to say that there were GQ magazines at his hotel. And he like sent her all these nice emojis and that he hoped that she was sleeping well. I'm like, I would love to meet The Rock. And I will pay $10 to do that. Is that your highest offer? Is that your ceiling? <laughs> I mean, I guess because how long do I get to hang out with him for? Why are you asking me questions? <laughs> it's a meet and greet. It's a handshake. Yeah. And a okay, bye. no, for a Rock meet and greet $10 seems for me. Only I can only speak for myself. 
Do you guys have a different price point for this? I'm not participating. Yeah, I don't think that I really need to meet The Rock, no. but he seems... I hope that you have a okay. great time. Oh, too. That will be $10 well spent. We'll start a GoFundMe. $10 for Ellen to meet The Rock. Everyone go find it online. I think I'll go buy a crystal. <laughs> Tori, where can people find hmm. you online or in your practice? Uh-huh. Um, you can find me... Uh, my name is Tori Amoscato. Um, my business is called Lark Acupuncture and Wellness, L-A-R-K, and I work at Backbenders Chiropractic in Eagle Rock, California. Oh, that is a good name. That is good. a great name. <laughs> yeah. well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com.